Welcome to the Hannah Miller Show. And here she is, Hannah Miller. Outspokenly conservative and unashamedly Christian, this is Hannah Miller, and this is what happened this week. So first of all, I'm, I'm holding it together right now, <laughs> but uh, you're probably going to hear some coughing and stuff because the allergies have come back to get me and uh, my throat is just starting to kill me. So I am not going to be doing a full uh, full podcast tonight. Um, I And this weekend, uh, my voice just doesn't have it in me. Uh, so I'm just going to update you guys on some things happening, uh, some personal things and upcoming events. Um, and then we'll jump back in next time. I will be out of town next week, so do not expect a podcast. So I really hate that I'm having to not do a regular podcast tonight. Uh, and there's multiple reasons, not just the allergies, and I'll get into that in a second. Uh, but we'll be out of town next week. So the first thing um, to just, you know, bring you guys all up to speed on is that if you are not following me on social media, uh, you might have missed the news that we are expecting baby number five. So I'm a pro- about 22 weeks along, and we are due in August. So we're very excited. We don't know what we're having. We like to be surprised. So we will be having that. Uh, that will be happening in August. So I know everybody is very excited over here at the Miller House household. And uh, so you can just be anticipating that there'll probably be a few weeks where I am uh, not here in August when that time comes around. Um, The other thing is that's been kind of happening in our lives is my oldest daughter is Ruth, Ruth Ann. And Ruth is eight, she'll be nine this summer. And Ruth was born with a um, congenital heart defect called Tetralogy of Fallot. Tetralogy of Fallot is a uh, it's a heart defect that has four defects, and she had that in, in addition to two minor holes uh, that she had, and she had a full repair, and the holes repaired uh, four, at four and a half months. Uh, and many of you may know this, um, if you've been following me long enough. I have never talked about it on this particular podcast, but I know many of you know us outside of this podcast and have also listened on the radio show and may know some of this. So she had a full repair done. And at that time, we were told that there was a 50% chance that she would have to have a repair done when she hit puberty. Well, last September, through a round of events that was just divine intervention, really, we found out she she had to have a updated echocardiogram and EKG to have another had to have tubes put in her ears, which was a minor thing. But um, we had to have the updated EKG and echocardiogram, and we went in and found out that the pulmonary valve patch that they had put in is failing. And we were prepared at that time to be having surgery this spring at now here this month of April, but. Thankfully, we were told the surgeon at uh, MUSC decided, you know what, she's. Uh, we don't think we have to be that um, that quick to respond to this. Let's try to get her a little bigger. And he also asked for MRI and all these other things. So 
since then, in the last probably two months, we've been doing all kinds of MRIs and tests and, you know, like I said, EKGs and echocardiograms and all of these things. And all of it kind of came to a head this week. Uh, We've had multiple doctor's visits this week to figure out kind of what's going on. And the hope was that she would be considered asymptomatic, that after all of the tests between September and now that they would decide that she was asymptomatic, that she had stabilized, and that we would be able to wait, you know, we would be able to hit our goal, which is the early teen years, uh, probably 12, 13, 14, before having to do surgery. Um, Unfortunately, after her test this week, they had to tell us that she, there have been enough changes that they cannot consider her asymptomatic. But they're not so bad that we have to rush to do surgery. So, you know, not the worst news, but not the best news. (laughs) Uh, We're still waiting to hear back from the surgical team at MUSC to make sure that they're in agreement with that assessment by her cardiologist and her team here in uh, here where we live. But in all likelihood, it just means that we have to kind of continue to live in limbo, basically waiting for the other shoe to fall um, or to drop. You know, it it's unlikely that we're going to make it to those early teen years. She'll be nine this summer. Um, it doesn't seem like we're going to make it another three, four, five years without having to have surgery and the goal is the goal is to get that far is to get to uh puberty because when she hits puberty there's a possibility that we will not have to have the it's just fewer surgeries because if we have to have a surgery now then we're going to have to have one again when she hits puberty and then she's probably going to have to have surgeries as she proceeds through life as an adult and so we just want to avoid as many surgeries as possible and there's also the possibility that if we can get her to her kind of adult size if we can get her to puberty where she's kind of the size that she's going to be then the sur- the surgery that they will do will be far less invasive That's a possibility, not a guarantee, but we're shooting for that possibility. Uh, So that's why we want to try to get her as far down the road as we can and get her into uh, puberty and kind of full grown and that kind of thing. And it's just not looking very likely, which means that they'll have to do a full open heart surgery procedure. And... Meanwhile, we're just kind of looking for signs that the pulmonary valve is failing and can or failing more, um, you know, that she's losing oxygen, that she's turning blue and things like that. So it's a little nerve wracking to have to kind of live um, with that. But the good news is that even if that kind of thing starts to happen, it's unlikely. It's not like it's going to happen. It's going to fail and she's just going to drop on, you know, in, in the middle of a game with her friends at church. Like, that's that's not going to happen. She's going to start turning blue in the face, and she's going to say, I can't, you know, I can't breathe very well. And then we'll just have to call her cardiologist and say, hey, we think things have progressed pretty rapidly here. We need to, uh, we need to come in. So it's it's not like it's going to be like a life or death kind of thing if the pulmonary valve starts to really give. But it's still not good. <laughs> and so... 
So anyway, that all kind of came to a head this week, and that's what I, we've been um, <clears throat> dealing with. Excuse me again. Um, this week, trying to navigate all of that, and and God bless her, she has handled all of this with such grace and optimism, and she's not let it overwhelm her. <laughs> so, um, just you know, I say all of that. To say, just to, you know, it's it's the happenings of life, and it's the happenings of, of our lives, and what's going on, and, you know, I don't want people to be just, like, totally taken by surprise if, you know, we're at MUSC one week, and I'm not here, <laughs> not doing my thing, um, and so, because it is a pretty big thing that's going on in our lives, and we had some other things that came, uh, some other information regarding other medical uh, things, some other additional news for her that I won't go into detail right now, that just, it was also not great. <laughs> and so there's just been a lot of kind of um, rebalancing as a family this week, uh, especially for me. I'm the mom, I'm, I'm, you know, homeschooling, doing all of these things. And a lot of it impacted our homeschool life. So we've just had all that going on. So anyway, just be in prayer for us, be in prayer for our little Ruthie, that that little that little heart, that pulmonary valve will stay strong, and uh, just be in prayer for us. As of right now, I think that they're guesstimating that it's going to be the spring, so it'll be a year uh, when we have to actually go in for a procedure. But again, we're all just really holding our breath and, and hoping and praying that uh, we can make it a lot longer than that. So please be uh, just in prayer with us and for us that that will happen. And, uh, and, and also for our family as we're just kind of, um, you know, rebalancing everything and rebalancing life uh, right now and school and, and all these things in light of just all that's going on, especially with these other medical things that have come up in the last couple of weeks as well uh, that we're navigating. All right, so enough about me and my family. Um, upcoming events for that I want to let you guys know about. So the first thing is a homeschool conference called For Such a Time as This. This is the fourth annual homeschool conference uh, for such a time as this that has been hosted. And it is going to be here in Inman, South Carolina. Uh, it will be at New Prospect Baptist Church on May 20th. And it'll be from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Registration. The doors open at 8.30 and so tickets are $15 a person or $25 a couple, and a light lunch will be included with that. And we're going to have a bunch of sessions. We'll have, uh, we'll have a keynote first thing in the morning, and then we're going to have three breakout sessions. A new thing this year is going to be a, a teen tract. We're going to have a teen tract. It's going to be kind of have an apologetic bent. Uh, the keynote speaker is going to be giving one session. Um, we have a, a guy coming in who is an apologetics kind of expert, and he's going to be coming in. Nathan Beasley is his name. He's actually my brother-in-law. And apologetics is something he's very passionate about, especially for young people. So he's going to be doing that presentation uh, one as well. And then I will be doing the closing section on Teen Tract for this uh, for this year, I'm going to be doing probably a modified version of 
a talk that I do titled um, Raising Kingdom Warriors versus Social Justice Warriors. And it's kind of bouncing off of that, and it'll be titled uh, Becoming uh, Kingdom-Minded Culture Warriors. So yeah, that's what I, sorry, <laughs> I was having to, having to recall exactly what we had, what I had gone with. So becoming uh, kingdom-minded culture warriors, and it bounces off of the talk that I've done before, um, that I've specifically done for parents. So that I'll be doing that, and then I'll also be doing a, uh, another presentation during the normal breakouts for parents and that one will be with my mom and with my brother actually and we're going to be talking about options after high school if you don't know I did an apprenticeship program I did a gap year between high school and college my brother did also did a gap year he actually did the same gap year that I did same program he he did two years I only did one and then he did not go on to college he became an entrepreneur he and my husband actually have a business together but um, so we're going to be talking all about that. We're going to be talking about what options uh, young people have as specifically kind of trying to connect with parents who might have a young person, a child that they are getting close to high school graduation. And they're just thinking, I don't know if my child's ready for college and I'm not sure what to do. Or my child refuses to go to college and I'm not really sure what to do. So we're going to be touching on a lot of that in this presentation. <clears throat> Again, that's uh, doors will open at 8.30. We'll go to about 1 o'clock. We're going to have a Q&A. We'll close the whole thing with a light lunch and a Q&A. There's also child care. So if you need child care, if you want to bring your teenagers 13 and up, uh, they'll be welcome for the teen tract. And then everybody younger than that, will be. we will have child care. So if you would like to have more information or RSVP, please email Lauren Smith, and her email is lrsmith1022 at gmail.com. And, uh, and, and we would love to have you. We, have, uh, we always have a fun time every year, and there's a lot of different speakers that are coming this year. Uh, we've got a speaker coming back from last year who's going to, uh, her title is How to Teach Literature. And then we've got another, a new speaker coming in this year who's going to be uh, speaking on homeschooling during family changes, during family crises, and what her family has experienced and uh, how, how they've managed to continue their homeschool during a lot of medical crises and moving and things like that. Um, we've got another one titled The Mission of Apologetics for Your Family, and then uh, Keeping Christ at the Center of Homeschool. So it's going to be a jam-packed day, and you don't want to miss it. If you're considering homeschooling, if you're already a veteran homeschooler, any of those, uh, please come. We would love to have you. Uh, the other thing is for women, um, my church, New Prospect Baptist Church, is hosting a women's ministry reti- retreat uh, on the theme of biblical womanhood, and that's going to be June 2nd through June 4th in Flat Rock, North Carolina. Um, if you're not familiar with Bon, bon Clarkin, that's a retreat center there. It, it, that retreat will be $20, and you can register at NPBChurch.com. Dot com, and I am one of the keynote speakers for that event. And uh, myself and Cassie Patillo, who is the wife of Jack Patillo, and he is the pastor at Stateline Baptist Church here in South Carolina. So we're going to be heading that conference up, and 
any of you ladies that are listening that would like to come, we would love to have you and invite a friend. You're both welcome. Uh, Bon Clarkin is a beautiful retreat center. So the last thing I want to tell you guys about this coming up, that would be um, Riley Gaines. So really quick, there's an event coming up and I want to tell you guys about it because it's here local. But really quick, Riley Gaines uh, was, she's been traveling for Turning Point USA and Leadership Institute. She had an event last week talking about the invasion of female-only spaces by men and it just turned into a disaster. A, a man wearing a dress, you know, invaded the space and struck gains multiple times. And then it was kind of just turned into this riot, essentially. And she had to be escorted out by the police um, prior to the attack, just to bring a refresher to your mind. Gaines had told the students here at this particular event at uh, San Francisco um, SFSU students about her time competing in the women's NCAA swimming championships against male athlete Leah Thomas, who she claimed in a February interview had exposed his male genitalia in a women's locker room after a meet. Uh, footage taken by student-run news outfit Golden Gate Express shows police escorting Gaines down a hallway and away from the hysterical mob getting her to safety before additional attacks could be launched. There was lots of language in the thing, so if you look up the video, watch out for uh, all the language. And uh, But it was all very, you know, trans lives matters, trans women are women, uh, that kind of thing. Those were, a lot of that was among the remarks that the university later characterized <clears throat> sorry, as peaceful uh, and I'm putting air quotes around that. That was what it, they said it was peaceful uh, amongst with all of these F-bombs and things like that were, that were screamed at the young female athlete who she had to be barricaded in a room for about three hours missing her flight and was only able to leave campus after police threatened to arrest the remaining protesters. And according to Gaines, the, the police that were in the room with her were terrified. They did not know what to do. They were... Um, you know, they, they felt very incapacitated and she did not feel reassured by them and their presence in the room. And it just kind of is showing, I think, as the, how ill-equipped a lot of our police officers and security officers are regarding some of this anger and vitriol specifically coming from these leftist mobs that are happening. And, um, anyway, I, I bring all of this up, though, because Riley is coming to Clemson University. She's going to be at the Watt Innovation Center Auditorium. Uh, she's going to be there on the 19th of this month, April 19th. It'll be at 7 o'clock. The doors will open at 6.30. It's free, and it's open to the general public. And so I would encourage you uh, to go to this event just really to support Riley um, also, because I'm not really sure what kind of welcome she's going to get at Clemson University. Uh, you know, they're here in South Carolina, lots of conservative students there, but there's a lot of not conservative students <laughs> on the average college campus. And so I think it would just be great if so many of us turned out to just support her and to hear what she has to say, especially in light of what happened in San Francisco at the university there. So again, it's a free event and uh, it's open to the general public. 
Her title is, uh, the speech, her speech is titled, I'm Not a Biologist, and it's going to be in the Watt Family Innovation, Innovation Center on April 19th at 7 p.m. All right, that's all I've got for you guys this week. And again, I'll be out of town next week, so I'm sorry I couldn't do a full review of the news uh, this week. But I wanted to update you on those upcoming events. So if you would like the opportunity to come and hear me speak uh, or hear a lot of really other great speakers at this homeschool conference or at this women's retreat, uh, we'd love for you to be there. And uh, I'd love to meet some of uh, some of you guys. And then again, the uh, Riley Gaines event at Clemson University. All right. I hope you guys have a great week. (laughs) Um, My voice did pretty well. Uh, till the very end. And also, if you're noticing that I've been really breathless recently in my podcast, it's because I'm, I'm very pregnant now. <laughs> so if you were wondering why that was, that's why. <laughs> so I think I did pretty much better tonight being able to not uh, run out of breath, but I've noticed it in some of my other podcasts. Anyway, I hope you have a great weekend and I'll talk to you guys in a few weeks. Thank you for listening to The Hannah Miller Show. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast. This podcast is produced by Bob Sloan Audio Productions. If you'd like to find out more about Hannah or to schedule her for a speaking event, go to her website, thehannamillershow.com. 